How much time till we're on? We're on, Ron. What? We're on the air right now. Oh. <clears throat> I'm ready. Good evening. I'm Ron Burgundy. Here's what's going on in your world tonight. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Uh, yes, it is for a Thursday night edition. It is Sports Day with Sats and the Rat. And, uh, well, it's just Sats tonight because the Rat doesn't work on Thursday nights. He uh, doesn't get to plug his ticket in and get any more overtime. He did an overtime shift last night, so I'm home alone tonight. And this is all about you tonight, listeners. So join in along with me uh, with the ride for Sports Day tonight. We've got Daddy Vasso here. Daddy Vasso's here, so you can join in throughout the night. How are you, Daddy? Yeah, good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, not too bad. Not too bad. So just you and I, and thanks very much to the listeners who are listening through the Super Radio Network, the SEN 1620 on the Goldie, SEN track, SEN app, wherever you're listening to it, 1170 in Sydney, uh, 693 in Queensland. Welcome to the show. It's, of course, brought to you by the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Big night. Big night on the show tonight uh, before our round three clash in the NRL. Nine commentator, Matty Thompson. He's going to drop, drop by, uh, chat Brook Barloval, of course, one of the great suburban grounds, a clash with Manly and Para and some of the, the quirky cats he has as part of his call team, your Joeys and your Freddies and your Gusses, whatever it may be. Uh, and don't forget, if you want to listen to the, the show tonight, you can listen to tonight's game on the SEN app with SEN League. Uh, Brad Arthur, I wonder if this Parramatta coach... Cohen, Daddy yeah. Bass. I wonder if there's going to be any blow-ups. He's always, he's always renowned for a, a genuine blow. And when you're looking down the barrel of a barrel of zero and three, you can well, feel the pressure a little bit. Didn't Rat say on the show at the start of the year he reckons Parra could go five and zero, zero and five? Well, a lot of people are saying that, and that's on the back of teams that are coming off buys. Now, if you look at the statistics, teams that come off buys sometimes don't win. Okay, mm. so Manly last week, Parramatta this week. Uh, well, the Dragons, that it put that theory to bed because they won their round two clash. Who are you liking tonight? You know what? I've, I've tossed and turned. Um, but I'm going to do my tips tonight. Who do I think really will win? Manly. But I'm so bad at tipping. I'm doing a new format tonight, everyone. <laughs> I'm going to tip my winners for round three and see how close you can actually get based on, and we spoke about this last night, Based on if the coach coaches were put in a cage match against each other, like an octagon, mm. UFC octagon, who would win? So that's where my tips are going to come from. Let's see how close I go. God, it can't be any worse than last week. Hey, talk about blow-ups. You actually, you actually played me some audio from the was it the women's basketball World Cup? Yeah, it was the, the Mali, which is a West African um, nation. Nation, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, the Mali women's basketball team. At the press conference, yeah. So there was a there was another country uh, getting interviewed, and off to the side. This is this is what happened. So I heard shut up there. They're all against each other, mate. The own team just against each other, like one on one, just absolutely. Oh. We got some great blow ups. Zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Plenty of great blow-ups in sport. Yeah, rugby league has provided us with some of the, <laughs> the great coaches, but also some of the great blow-ups. I mean, Craig Bellamy's the first person to go to. And, and actually, when you watch him and you don't know him, he's actually so far he's so far opposite to what you see on the screen. I mean, I've, there was a time there where the owners of the hierarchy that sit above Craig and, and Frank Panisi that actually said to Craig, I'm led to believe, listen, you... You can't keep doing it, like, on camera. <laughs> if you're going to blow up, you need to go to the back of the coach's box. And that's why he gets up and runs to the back <laughs> of the coach's box. So he's, he's actually off camera. Sometimes he grabs his jacket as if he's going to go down to the <laughs> sideline, but he just grabs it just out of, yeah, I'm just going to grab something that's nearby. So, Craig, if you're going to snap a chair, walk outside and snap a chair from Well, don't the worry about snapping chairs. <laughs> Ricky Stewart was famous for picking up the chair on the sideline <laughs> And uh, hurling it towards the reserves bench, uh, Desi Hasler. He's got to be the best. Like he's the best one I've ever seen. 2019, he of course he was drilling his side. It was Manly versus Parra at Parramatta Stadium. Went to leave the dressing room and ripped the door off its hinges. 
and actually got an invoice for it. From, <laughs> did he, did yeah, he from really? Parramatta, from <laughs> Parramatta Stadium. So they nearly hit Jamie Lyon, remember? He looked up and um, – but uh, what the funny thing about that, if you go back and look at the footage of, of Des Hasler when the door comes off and Jamie Lyon puts his hand up in case it hits him, a trainer from Manly comes into the dressing sheds and still instead of pushing the door out of the doorway to push it up against the wall, he actually – he ducks under the door and just continues with his job. It's like everyone's used to Desi blowing up. I remember, must be manly coaches, Jeff Toovey, when we were calling for Fox Sports years ago, and he was coaching some of the lower grades. He, uh, You'd hear him in the box next to you, and there used to be a phone on the wall, and you'd pick up the phone, and that would ring down on the sideline, and then the sideline staff would pick up the phone so you can make a replacement. It's before walkie-talkies and the and the earpieces came in. And and Tooves apparently was responsible for smashing so many of those phones off the wall. Oh, really? Yeah, <laughs> he was renowned. Well, that's why that's ridiculous. You know, yeah, yeah. He's got a great blow-up. Uh, Chris Nelson's going to join us from Racing Queensland because there is a, a, a big race meet at Doombin this week, which is... You know, which gathers a lot of uh, interest from around the country. And I've got to say, well done, Sydney Kings fans, and great work by the NBL. Uh, Five-game series went down the decider at Kudos Bank Arena last night. The Kings up against the Breakers. And if you haven't heard the news, of course, they went back-to-back champs with a fourth quarter for the ages in the end, winning 95-87. Ball in the hand of the chair, and it is done. Time's up. Sydney, you are back-to-back champions. And you've done it in a most emphatic way. Game five in front of a record crowd. It is a record comeback. And the stars align for the men in purple. The Kings are your champions in 2023. Yeah, great call there by Jimmy Smith. Uh, Outstanding job, Jimmy, if you're listening. Uh, Down by 12 at one stage. The Kings, one of the biggest, if not the biggest comeback um, in NBL history and finals. Well done, well done to coach Chase Buford uh, in front of, as Jimmy just said, the largest NBL crowd, nearly 20,000, 18,500. And Xavier Cooks, who's NBA bound, had the, the game of, of the series to help the, the Knights fight back. Great for the game of basketball. Outstanding. Remember 10 years ago? Have you ever been to a oh, game? Yeah, I have. It's amazing. Yeah. It's an amazing atmosphere. Smallish crowds in a... In a confined stadium, it's it's well, outstanding. Went to a few Wildcats games in Perth. Yeah. One of the best atmospheres yeah. I've ever been to, like yeah, really Americanized. The they're one of the most successful franchises, the Wildcats, for they a are. number of years. Yeah. Mm. Now, I, I can't believe this flew under the radar with us, Daddy Vasso, and we didn't talk about it yesterday. Uh, um, NRL players still not happy. Um, the RLPA of apparently have asked players to boycott what was a multicultural round events that were that were hosted by the NRL. Um just before we get to well, before we get to it, this is what Andrew Abdu had to say on NRL 360 last night. It's disappointing that the Players Association asked the players not to attend what something. What was the reason for it? I, I'm, I can't, I'm not going to speak yeah. on their behalf. Mm. Like you, you need to ask them that it question. Like yeah, but what we did have was we had a in league in in, in Harmony Guided Day, 300 kids there yeah. wanting to see you know their heroes. It is disappointing that. Um, that these actions are resulting in the players not being able to be there for their fans. But, you know, uh, we, we haven't got a CBA done yet and, you know, uh, they've been pretty consistent in wanting to freeze out NRL.com journalists and, yeah. and not uh, attend NRL events. That's their right to choose. I think that it's the fans who are suffering. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And as he said, there was a... Yeah, they boycotted the launch of the league's multicultural round. Um, as he said, hundreds of school kids braved the rain on Tuesday at Belmore Sports Ground. Uh, Harmony and League Gala Day. And it's a big day for them to play footy amongst each other and play multiple games in one day, but also get to meet some of their heroes. Um, and several Bulldogs players, ex-players, did, did attend, which is great. Sonny Bill Williams, one of the biggest stars. Uh, Andrew Ryan, premiership winning captain for the Doggies in 2004. Rod Silver, Rocket Rod Silver, a grand final winner in 1995. What a tremendous player he was. James Graham, of course, who has always been great with the game. They attended the launch, but current Tigers and Bulldogs players, they refused to participate because of the ongoing dispute. And I've got to say, the playing group have got to be careful, I believe, and and be careful of how you're being guided by the Rugby League Players Association. If, if the advice they're getting is in the best interest of the game, I think first and foremost, you know, if kids were expecting NRL players 
and they don't turn up. Well, I, I think shame on them. Again, that's not in the best interest of the, of the game. But in their defence, were the players aware that so many kids were, were going to be there? All I think they would be if Bulldogs players were meant to be there and it was, it was going to be a gala day at Belmore Sports Ground there, one of their home grounds and, and training field facilities. So you've got, to, you've got to really pick your fights wisely, haven't you, in these situations? And I think you've really got to ensure that um, – whatever message you're trying to communicate that you're doing it to the right people who are willing to sit and negotiate with you on you know common terms and unfortunately if one of those kids from the gala day says to their mum dad guardian grandparents whatever it may be how come so-and-so player didn't turn up today if a parent says to a child oh because you know they've got some indifferences around the collective bargaining agreement what What's a kid say today? He doesn't care. He doesn't care what a collective what? bargaining agreement is. He cares whether he gets to see his one of his favourite players. I remember as a kid, I used to, you know, my dad used to take me to Davies Park, the home of the South Magpies, where all great players played. Mal Meninga was there for a number of years. Badge was there. Peter Jackson. And I used to stand there and watch him in the dressing shed after a game, and I used to think he wasn't real. So for these kids to be able to be up front, just in total awe. Up close and yeah. personal with the playing group and seeing whether these players are real. It's, it's a little bit disappointing. So, um, unfortunately, as a player, and I've, I've been there, you, you sometimes live in this bubble and you you lose concept of what what the real, the life, big picture. real life is and mm. you lose a connection with the community. So, be, be careful with the decision-making players because you're hurting people. So... That's enough on that from me. I'm a little bit passionate about that because I don't think some of the decisions are really in the best interest of the game. Now, I'm going to go through my, my round three tips. Daddy right. Vass. Here we go. Okay, before we get to a break. And um, again, this is going to be based on who I think wins in a cage match between the coaches. Okay, so the first game is tonight. It's uh, Seabold versus Arthur. And I've got to say, uh, Brad Arthur's got that angry sort of caveman look about him. So... And Anthony Seabold, yeah, he's a big guy, ex-front rower in rugby league. He's a back rower. So it's a, it's a tough one. But I'm going to go Brad Arthur just because he's an angry little man. So Brad Arthur to, to win the Parramatta versus Manly game at Brookie. Adam O'Brien versus Wayne Bennett. This is an interesting one because he got a younger Adam O'Brien, really an unknown quality uh, quantity when it comes to being in the cage. Uh, but Wayne Bennett, like he's cagey, he's agile. He's still very fit, Wayne Bennett. Does a lot of running. Uh, he reminds me a little bit like a Sam Elliott from Roadhouse. You'd be too, you'd be too young for that movie Roadhouse. Sam Elliott was like the old street fighter that just knew how to get his way around the pub. Um, and actually, Wayne Bennett's got Christian Wolf in his corner, the assistant coach, who had a career in ca- in tent fighting. As the, and he went under the name of Afro Savage. So um, I'm going to take I'm going to take the wily Wayne Bennett in that fight. I think he's got a too long a reach. You know, the big, long reach, the gangly reach, too much for Adam O'Brien. Um, Trent Robinson versus Jason Demetrio. I'm going to go Jason Demetrio. Too fit. Yeah, he's got – I think he's, his fitness levels are too high for, for Trent Robinson. Justin Holbrook versus Craig Bellamy. Well, Craig Bellamy will gouge your eyes out if, if he wants to win a fight. He'd do anything to try to win a battle. So I'm going to say Bellamy over Holbrook. So Melbourne over the Gold Coast. Toddy Payton up against Andrew Webster, coach of the – the Warriors. Um, I'm going to say I'm going to say Toddy Payne here. Big front row claims he's the best dancer over 100 kilos. So the Cowboys over the the Warriors. Kevin Walters versus Anthony Griffin. Now Anthony Griffin, listeners, comes from a tough town called Rockhampton in Central Queensland, um, and he'd be difficult because he you'd have to fight him for a week. But I think Kevy, being a smaller guy, a little bit more agile, I think Kevy be able to get him on angles. So I'm going to say the younger Kevy Walters over Anthony Griffin. Um, Cameron Seraldo, Bulldogs up against Timmy Sheens. My tip here, I'm going to go, I'm going to go Cameron Seraldo. And I'm not doing it a lot of confidence. I, I'm getting I'm doing it because of his long reach, six foot four, a lot younger than Sheensy. But I can tell you what, Sheensy would headbutt you to the ground until you until you can no longer get up. And I'm I'm wondering with this cage fight with Seraldo and Tim Sheens. If Sheensy starts to get in a bit of a trouble, does Benji and Robbie Farrow, do they come in from like off the top rope? I'm not quite sure. So, but I'm taking Seraldo for his, his reach, the Bulldogs over the, the Tigers. And the last one, Ricky Stewart 
the Raiders up against Craig Fitzgibbon. A tough one also. Ricky's a little bit like uh, Craig Bellamy, isn't he? He can uh, he'd do whatever he can. He'd, he'd bite your ears. He'd, he'd bite your nose. He'd do whatever he can to, to win the fight. I'm going to say Craig Fitzgibbon because knowing Craig Fitzgibbon, he loves his Brazilian jiu-jitsu. And I reckon he'd get Ricky in a rear naked choke and, and choke him out. So there's my tips for round three for, <laughs> for round three for what they're worth based on who would win in a cage fight. Uh, this is Sports Day. For the Kia Sorrento, seven-seat Kia Sorrento. Before we get to the break, actually, Pat Carrigan, if you're a Broncos fan and or a Dragons fan, for that matter, Pat Carrigan is in doubt for this week after battling. Mm. He's had wisdom teeth out and still hasn't recovered quite like they, they thought he might. So there's a big chance Paddy Carrigan might be out we need him. this week. We yeah. need him in there. Round three open at Manly versus Paros, not far away. Channel 9 commentator Matty Thompson, he's going to drop boy and join us on the other side of the break. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome to a Thursday night edition. And it's uh, Scotty Sattler here. The rat doesn't work on Thursdays. Woogie, as we said earlier on, a little bit sick at the moment. It's just myself and Daddy Vasso. And he's a good friend of mine, our next guest. And you hear his voice every week on the Channel 9 coverage of the NRL. And he's going to be at Brookie Oval tonight for kickoff. Not far away. Manly versus Para, And that man... 
is Maddie Thompson. How are you, Maddie? Thanks for joining us. Always a pleasure to chat with you, Sat. So it's uh, it's very warm here in Sydney. In fact, the thermometer in my car, which I'm sure is exaggerating, but it says 39, which isn't great news for me because there's no air conditioner in the box, Brookvale. Oh, well, I was going to talk to you about Brookie. You know, the big stadiums or the suburban grounds as a caller. Maddie, what do you prefer mm. when it comes to the, uh, you know, the atmosphere? I prefer the caravan uh, with you back in the Queensland Cup day, Sats. <laughs> Oh, breakfast of champions that was. But uh, the suburban grounds like Brookie, it must yeah. with the crowd oh. just straight underneath the the commentary box. It must add so much to the call. Well, it does. As you know, I I would imagine as a player that um, that they're the more intense atmospheres as well. So I, I think it's our job to capture that and. I think um, probably with the exception, actually, of Allianz, the new Allianz, because it's uh, it's something else, actually. It, it's a coliseum, so all the atmosphere gets really trapped. In, and, and that's an example of a bigger stadium uh, where you really can uh, feel the atmosphere through the television. But, you know, what? like, really, the, the game is about uh, that, that that tribalism, and I think suburban grounds do it, do it really well. Brookfield being one of them. Leichhardt's obviously a wonderful place to go. And, look... Um, I know you're a Panthers legend, but Penrith Stadium, I mean, they packed them in there now. It's a it's a palpable atmosphere given how well the team's been going. So you can give me a suburban ground with uh, with a lineup for the toilet and a, a sausage sandwich any day. <laughs> Mr. Whippy on the hill. Now, take the listeners inside yeah. the commentary box of Channel 9. What happens in the lead-up to the call? I mean, okay, I'll, I'll throw this at you. You've got so many different personalities in that commentary box. You must go home, your head's spinning, and you must have a headache. <laughs> in the early days, mate, but I've been I've been doing it for a long time now, so you know what to expect. Look, um, I'm really lucky. I, I honestly, I, I don't think there's any question that we have the best team uh, in terms of their reputation in, in the game and their knowledge of the game, and and all of them, uh, they bring they bring extraordinary experience and great knowledge and insight to the viewers. And it's just my job to try and steer them in the right direction. And, and they're such pros that uh, they know they know exactly what, what the viewers uh, want at home. But they're all a bit different. I mean, Gus is quirky. And uh, Joey looked like he was going to pass out last week when we were calling the Newcastle game. Like, literally, he looked like he was, he was pale and about to pass out. And it's been, it's been awesome to be... Uh, Sort of be at the forefront with Billy and Cam coming in. Like that, we know how how brilliant they were on the field and how fast they are uh, between the years as players. And I reckon they've done an awesome job of converting that to the commentary box. And you know, Billy's so meticulous. So, I, I, you know, I, in fact, that's I, I, that was one of the things that surprised me about Billy. He was such a brilliant, instinctive player. Uh, you kind of, you sort of felt like he's a, a bit of a will of the wisp sort of guy, but that's not the case. And I don't know whether you whether you knew that in your playing days. He is the, the ultimate pro in terms of the way he prepares everything as a player, as a coach now, as a commentator as well. Yeah, I've heard stories about him as a player, the amount of preparation he did and that word meticulous, how, how much work he put into the opposition. Now, what about Freddie? What about when you go down to the sideline and Freddie's got that quirky personality? Uh, it, it's, it's, is it like down to you on the sideline, Freddie? You don't know what's going to come back? Uh, a little bit like that, yeah. But that's, I think that's important. I, I think he adds, you know, he adds a, a bit of levity to the coverage. It's it, the game sometimes can be really serious. And look, and he's no fool. I mean, it, there's a serious issue. And I think with HIA and foul play, he's he's been really strong with mm. his stuff. So if I need if I need an opinion on a on a high tackle or you know the concussion is is so prominent in the game now. Um, our commentators have sort of varying opinions on it, but Freddie's Freddie's one that believes in what the game's been doing, so he's really strong on that. But of course, when it comes to dealing with the crowd and you know little quirky boobs and bobs, he's always great, and I think that just adds a, a little bit of a dimension. So I, I think, and I hope that I hope it comes across like this, but we all we all combine well. I think everyone plays to everyone's strengths. Who just rocks up and plays it as they see it? And I'm I'm thinking there's a guy that hosted the footy show for many, many years is probably falls into that category. <laughs> Mate, he doesn't even know he's playing half the time. <laughs> um, but it doesn't matter really with Fatty, does it? Because, um, you know, look, he's, again, he's a, 
he's just really analyst in his own right when he needs to be. But you know, when you when you tune into Fatty, you you tune in to be entertained, and he is a uh, amazing amazing entertainer. And uh, although he hasn't got the footy show anymore, you know, you're seeing how how brilliant and, and just how funny he is through through his commentary uh, when he does all the, our Queensland games up there. So I, I, it's awesome to have him around and. and I think they had to talk him into it, Sats, but he signed enough for another couple of years, so Fatty's going to be around for a little while yet. And look, he's still as popular as ever. The punters love him. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now, Matty, I've always and I've actually never asked you this as a friend, and it's a little bit like the halfback that took over from Sturlo. It's a little bit like the you know, the halfback that took over from Joey, taking over from Ray Warren, our, our greatest rugby league caller, if not our great, one of our greatest sports callers of all time. How how have you transcended into trying to be Matty Thompson and not trying to live in the shadow of, of Rabs? How have you handled that transition? Um, look, uh, I, I, to be honest with you, mate, I, I don't really think about it. Um, I've kind of, I've been doing this for a long time now and I kind of, I sort of feel like I've, I've got a good feel for what I do and, all I can do is just keep calling the footy the way I've called it, and um, I, I mean, obviously, with Origin One last year, it was it was my first one, and and there was a lot of publicity around it. But um, and you know, there were a few nerds, not a lot, but I mean, that that was sort of the, the main, that was the sort of the point where I kind of took over. And since then, it's kind of just been smooth sailing, I suppose. Uh, pe- people people are never going to forget how great Rabs was. And he's been an inspiration. He was an inspiration for me as a kid. I, 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 was a, I was a kid listening to him. So it's a bit of a spin out in that regard. But, you know, I've got a job to do. And I kind of, uh, you know, I suppose they wouldn't have, wouldn't have given me the gig if I, if I didn't sort of know what I was doing in the first place. So it's kind of just a matter of, of doing what I do, but trying to do it as, as well as I've done it and try to improve as well. And, of course, try and add my own little spin to what I do um, and, and forge my own identity. But, um, yeah, look, I haven't really felt much pressure, to be honest, with the origin last year being the exception. It was it was a big yarn. Uh, but he's missed Rabs. Um, speaking of quirky people in the commentary box, there's there's the quirkiest. Uh, but we, we miss having him, around, having him around at the footy. Oh, I don't think he misses the traffic and trying to find parking spots. That's that. So oh, he, did he... That was, that, that's what tipped him over the edge, I reckon. His blood pressure used to get up, didn't it? Hey? <laughs> oh, yeah, he was more nervous about how he's going to get to the game than, than calling the football. Yeah. So, Brookie tonight. Uh, Manly hosting mm. that a, a bye last week. Good win against the Bulldogs. Power still 0-2. Through your research yeah. and when you talk to your great mate Dave Middleton and all the stats that he puts together, <laughs> who wins? Well, look, I, there's no... Power won... Both the games last year, they're both really high scoring. You'll remember, and look, the, the first one was in round eleven where Turbo did his shoulder. So mm. uh, I, I hope desperately nothing like that happens tonight. Uh, I, I mean, I'm interested in what you think. I, I don't, I can't imagine having a, a playing round one, winning, and then having a buy as any good sats. Yeah. Like, no, I, I can't imagine that helps you at all, does it? No, unless you got injuries to return, you don't mind having that yeah. week. And they've got Josh Schuster coming back. So he has that other week to recover. So that's probably a, that's probably a you know, a positive for the side coming off a bye, and that's probably the only thing I can think of to be quite honest. So I, 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 everything tells me, Maddie, that Manly will have too much tonight. But I just don't know about this Parramatta side. They're, they're liable to turn up and put thirty on them. Yeah, I, I'm not. I'm not sure about Para. But they lost a lot of players out of their squad last year, and clearly they're missing troops with Madison and Lane in particular. Um, but I, I, yeah, look, they lost a couple of close games to start the year, and that was something that really hindered them in previous seasons. So I'm, I'm, I'm curious how they go tonight. Um, I, you contrast that with the manly back row with Ola Kawatu. I mean, he's a dead set beast, mm. and then Tuolangi on the other side, and then they got Aloye playing at lock tonight. Like they've, they've got a. A pretty and Jake up front. Look, I, I really like this Manly pack. I, I think I think Manly I think Manly will win. Um, and I think that then shovels a bit of pressure on Parramatta, doesn't it? Even though they've re-signed the coach to be none and three to start the year. And then of course you've got the grand final rematch for Parramatta next week. It's not an easy start to the year for them, but I, I don't think there'll be much of it tonight. But I, I do favour Manly. Yeah, Matty Thompson, always enjoy your call. Thank you very much for joining us on Sports Day. Uh, have a great call tonight. Thank you, Seth. See you, mate.
There's a good man, Matty Thompson. And it would have been tough jumping into the seat after after Rabs. As I said earlier, it's a little bit like taking out from one of the legends of a position at your uh, one of the famous clubs like Peter Sterling. They've never really recovered, have they? They've never really won a comp. Well, they haven't won a comp since 1986. So he's doing a great job. And like we said earlier on, if you want to listen to the the footy tonight, round three, SEN League and the SEN app. If you don't have the app, download it. Uh, get all the access. Uh, he just mentioned a name then, Matty Thompson, Ola, um, Ola Kawatu. Really good back rower. He's my first try scorer tonight. I think he'll he plays on the right side for Manly. I think the left side defence for for the Parramatta Eels, which is around that sort of Wunga Blake. I, I think they might struggle defensively tonight. Yeah. yeah. So the other edge back rolls a good pick up from the Tigers too. Oh, Kelma Tuolagi. Yeah. Tuolagi, he's a really good player. Mate, they've got a one-two Two punch. big, really big, mobile, agile forwards. Mm. Yeah. He reminds me, Ola Kawatu reminds me of a back row that played at Penrith, Tony Pultua. Yep. Tremendous back row. For about three years there, he was the most dominant back rower in the world. Outstanding player he was. And Ola Kawatu is going to be, I think he'll play origin Ola Kawatu, without a doubt. Let's get to some of your tech, 0457 736 736. We're talking about blow-ups earlier on yeah. about the the uh, the Mali women's basketball team who had a, a punch-up between themselves during the press conference at the World Championships, and we've got here one here from three one five. Topic for discussion: The saying goes, "What happens on the field stays on the field." What are the most famous blow-ups that continued off the field? That's Moose. The ones that come to mind in rugby league terms would be Benny Elias and Mario Fennick. They just despised each other. Mm. I think it was really Benny Elias versus the world, to be honest. <laughs> Everyone wanted to try and have a shot at Benny. Um, probably one of the most notable ones in origin was Les Boyd and Daryl Broman. Les mm. Boyd hit Daryl Broman, broke his jaw, cost an Australian jersey with Daryl Broman. So he so he, um, he, actually sued him civilly, also Les Boyd. So uh, in boxing, you know how much I love my boxing listeners. And Steve from Dubbo, he loves his boxing as well. Um, I've got a text here also from Rooster Mongrel, who I've got to read out, and I've got to admit that I was a little bit like Lafonzi. I was wrong throughout the week. Um, Joe Fraser and Muhammad Ali. Ali used to taunt Fraser before the world title fights. They had three fights, and um, and Fraser never got over it and didn't like Ali for a lot of years. And they actually only reconnected and and really buried the hatchet from a Fraser point of view just before they both passed away. So... So um, yeah, there's some of the there's some of that's a good good text message there, Moose on zero four five seven seven three six seven three six. Some of the blowups that have continued off the field. You may have some. Send a text in. Let us know. We've got someone on the line. Who we got there? We got Glenn. We got Glenn. How are you, Glenn? Good evening, boys. How are we? Really good. How are you on a Thursday night before the game? Oh, absolutely tremendous, mate. Hey, Sats. Yes. When I take over from John Aiken as an expert on maths next year, yep. I promise that unlike him, I'll not be a captain obvious. How's Similarly, as Kyle Frenchy-Pants' replacement as Chief Idol Judge next year, and go Manly tonight. Go finally, Sats, yep. this one's definitely for you, mate. Yep. Uh, finally, Ollie, how can one bloke be so good-looking and so sensible? I know. Uh, He's going to be one of the favourites, isn't he, Ollie? Yeah. Three episodes of Home and Away to to watch tonight. Yep. I'll be listening to your coverage of the Manly game. Yep. And with with no sat, sorry, with no Queen Haley left on Survivor. Yep. Go King George. And Sats. Yep. Can you please repeat your cage fighter tips? Okay. As like you're playing days, you were just too quick. Uh, exactly. Thanks, boys. Don't, Thanks, don't tell him that. Love you, Glenn. That was Talk great. Bye-bye, boys. See what happens when Boogie's not here? Like, he doesn't get shut off. Yeah. We give our listeners time. I'm going to go through my tips really quickly in the last blast, okay? So I'll go through those tips um, if you miss them and who would win in a cage fight, okay? We'll go through those quickly. And before we get to the break, Rooster Muzz, sorry, I was wrong um, because I thought New Jersey and New York were actually in the same state. They're not. <laughs> and when I said on our Who Are what? You the other night, this person was born in New York, never won a gold medal, born in the 50s. And the end, the answer ended up being uh, Marvis Marvin Hagler, which, of course, he was born in New Jersey. So Come on, Sats. You got me, Rooster Mungle. 
You got Ramirez to Mongol. Now, the uh, $2 million Queensland Jewel Race Day is on this Saturday at Durban. It's a huge meet, a um, lot of interest from around the country. And Chris Nelson from Racing Queensland will join us to preview that next on Sports Day. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento, Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Time for a racing update for Racing Queensland. Queensland is your place to race this year. It is definitely your place to race, especially this weekend. And we've got Chris Nelson from Racing Queensland on the phone. Uh, how are you, Chris O? Going well, guys. Great to chat. Really looking forward to uh, the weekend of racing. Uh, now, I saw your Instagram post on Doombin yesterday taking some photos. It looks a treat for one of yeah. the big races this week. It did, yeah. It looked really nice, didn't it? Nice and green. That rain we had on the weekend or Sunday certainly helped. No, it looked a picture, didn't it? Was, it did. Was it, it did. a clear photo, Nelson? Oh, he's, yeah, he's famous for a blurry photo. photo, he's, photo. Yeah. he's famous for a, <laughs> what are you, a pixelated what are you talking about? photo. Pixelated photo. <laughs> he loves yeah. it. That's what the kids say this day, Chris. Oh, pixelated photo. <laughs> we had a photo finish in Sydney the other day and the, uh, the race caller said, the horse was beaten by a pixel. <laughs> nice, nice, <laughs> nice. That's smaller than a nose. Uh, before yes. we get into that big race at Doombin this weekend, uh, what's well, worth around yes. half a million dollars. Let's talk about uh, any horses racing interstate, Queensland horses. Well, I think the one we need to keep our eye on, the most important, is Uncommon James, who goes around at Ram, uh, sorry, Rose Hill on Saturday. Of course, it's Golden Slipper Day uh, on Saturday at Rose Hill, so a massive day with five Group 1s. Race 9 is the Galaxy. It's one of the Group 1s. 
and Uncommon James. I think he's got a good chance. He won a Group 1, the Oakley Plate at Sandown, his last start. Uh, he'll get the good track to suit. So uh, He'll sit up on the speed. He's got a lovely gait. I think he'll be hard to beat. I think he can do it, guys. Oh, oh, I'm wow. certainly tipping him, Uncommon James. Will yeah, he go in win. short or not? I'm just looking at uh, He'll be now. around probably $4. Probably about $4, Sats, which okay. isn't a bad price at all. Mm. Carrying 53.5 kilos coming out of the gate 13. That'd be about right. Uh, no, we had a better gate than that, I thought. Okay. I'll just check my uh, records here as we uh, as we uh, talk amongst ourselves. He's drawn gate number four before okay, any I'm scratching. Be so form here, yeah. Yeah, he's okay. got a, a beautiful gate. There's some speed there through Eduardo and Zoo style, and he should be just parked behind them and very, very hard to hold out. Yeah, nice. Now, let's talk about the big one. I know you're excited about this. The Jewel. Two Jewel races at Doombin, worth over half a million yep. dollars this weekend. Two-year-olds and three-year-olds. Yeah. Yeah, one for the two-year-olds is race number seven, and one for the three-year-olds is race number eight. The two-year-old race, I'm pretty keen uh, Rupert's house. I think he can run really well, number four. That's race seven. The other one, well, I'll tell you what, Sats, uh, you might as well just get a dart out and throw it at a board <laughs> because it is the most difficult race I've ever seen. And there's horses that have drawn bad gates that go forward, uh, such as Steady Ready, who's super quick, and he's drawn 17 before scratching. So... He's going to have to go like the clappers to get across, and there'll be others going with him. So they might go so fast that something runs over the top of them late. But it's going to be a great spectacle. But as for finding the winner, if you can, I think you'll do quite well out of it. So we'll stick with Rupert's House, race seven, number four. And I've got one other bet for you. Race one, number six, hold on, honey, I think will win also. Yeah, nice. Now, to the layman, when you talk about the three-year-olds, throw a dart at the board. Is it just best mm-hmm. if, you're, if you're not a big punter, gamble responsibly? Is it sort of a race you maybe stay clear of if you're not sure of form? Well, yes, you could do that. The only other thing, if you wanted to get involved, the other thing you could do is have uh, an exotic bet, like a first four or a trifecta or something like that, and put you know five or six horses in there, box them up uh, for a small amount. You can play the percentages if you don't want to take the full amount of the bet. You have 25%, 50%, whatever. Uh, And if you get a result, which quite, quite possibly could happen in that race, you'll do very well. So you're not outlaying a lot of money. Uh, but you could get a big result if you happen to get up. That's probably the best way to play a race like that. Now, for anyone looking to have a better doom, and just go over those again. You had race six, number six. Ra- no, no. Race one, number six. Hold on, honey. Yep. I'm close. Race one, number six. Uh, now, race seven, number four, number Rupert's four. House, as yep. I mentioned. Yeah. And I'll just throw in this one. Race six, number five, Sweet Margot May resumes. Now, she takes on a horse we know well in Isotope from the Tony Gollan stable who's been going around in much, much stronger races, but draws gate 14 of 14. So I don't know where Isotope's going to end up in the run. the car park. So, well, exactly. What's that road that runs next to uh, the track there? It's not nudgy. It's on the other side, but it'll be probably closer to there than the actual inside rail. Uh, and I just thought Sweet Margot May will get a better run and might be a chance at around $6. So we'll go with race six, number five each way. Nice work. You'll be frothing on Saturday. I could just imagine it. Now, Queensland is racing. The action continues this week across the Sunshine State. Visit racequeensland.com. Dotto, you have a great weekend, Chris. You too, guys. I'll be having a frothy, that's for sure, Sats. <laughs> no mistake about Drink that. Drink responsibly, Christopher. Of course. <laughs> See ya. The award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV. Available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. We'll be back soon.
the award-winning seven-seat Kia Sorento. Kia's large SUV, available now at your nearest Kia dealer. This is Sports Day. Yeah, welcome back. We're in the home straight. Uh, only a short show tonight because of the SEN League coverage. A big game, round three. About to kick off not far away now between the the Seagulls and uh, the Parramatta Eels. Uh, some great games over the years. High-scoring games, especially last year. Sell-out crowd again at Brookie. Can't wait. And uh, not long now till I uh, crack my first and have my steak, chips and eggs, which is my customary Thursday night dinner. Just on the teams, mate. No late changes. Beautiful. So, yeah, Schuster comes in. To six. Yeah. Not sure about that yet. It probably yeah. proved me wrong. I reckon he's going to have a blinder. Good little player. He's yeah. a really good player. He's got so much skill. But you've got to throw them in the deep end at some stage. Uh, just some breaking news over the last hour. New South Wales Police there in the Nepean Division have apprehended and spoken to the 14-year-old that was at the centre of the Latrell Mitchell uh, racial slur. And as part of the Young Offenders Act, they talked to him. He has been given a warning and no life bans. A lot of people calling for life bans. I don't think that was really the the answer, to be quite honest. I think you build more hate if you um, ban a 14-year-old. I think, as we said last week, and I think education is probably the best way around. Intervention is, is still there at a 14-year-old. You can still change the paradigm, change his way he thinks um, with really good education. So... Um, that'll be interesting to see whether any of that comes from the NRL and whether they offer that to the 14-year-old. I think the NRL should offer it to the 14-year-old uh, because if the game wants to have inclusiveness, we need to also educate as well. So that's really important. You're looking at me like you want to say something. No, I'm just, I am just I agree with you. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just remembering to last week how Woogie was so strong on the, on the life band, but I think you're right. I think that th- this young kid can can grow as a person. Well, that's what you got to do as yeah. a 14-year-old. I mean, I'm sure there's things that I did as a 14-year-old that if I was held responsible for that 20, 30 years later, that's that's not the right it's not mm. the right outcome you want for the game also. If he was a growing adult and he knew better, well, maybe, but not as a 14-year-old. Uh, g'day, boys. Matt seems a really good bloke. This is from Will from Randwick. I have been watching Fox for years and enjoy the telecast. Yeah, I think, I think both are very good broadcasts. The Fox coverage is a lot more popular and is rating very well compared to Channel 9, but Matt must be going, okay, what do you watch, please, Sats? Will from Randwick. Uh, if I have my choice, Will, I will watch Channel 9 on the back of um, I really like their expert commentary. I love Billy Slater's input. I think it's outstanding. As Matty Thompson just alluded to, he's meticulous with his research. He's really good with his presentation. I love Freddie's quirky quirky um, little input from the sideline. I love Gus when he chimes in. I love Joey, the way that he looks at the game. Joey's got a really good sense of humour as well. Uh, I like Fatty when he goes into his Queensland bias as well. It's it's good. I think it's a a, a really good balance between all of them. But the Fox coverage is very good also. It's really good. Um, Very in-depth. What about our coverage? And I was about to say, the SCN League coverage is probably the best. (laughs) Jimmy Smith and Joel Sugarcane, they're great callers, they are. And in Queensland, a young caller by the name of Drury Forbes, which is, he's going to be doing some really good things in, in the calling space for a lot of years. We talked about blow-ups. We had a really good text earlier on uh, from Moose saying, what are some of the blow-ups that have continued off the field? Uh, Steve Bowden, Mark Broadhurst, yeah. Of course, the big fight in the 1981 semi-final, Manly versus Newtown. Newtown ended up going through the grand final, but uh, and also Newtown won the fight. Mm. So Steve Bowden was a, a really good a really good street fighter. Owned some really successful pubs around the time as well. He's involved heavily with Danny Green when Danny Green was fighting. And uh, Mark Broadhurst was a New Zealand champion boxer. Mm. But unfortunately in the ring you couldn't headbutt. And that's what Steve Bowden had. He had this big block of head and he just headbutted Mark Broadhurst. And uh, Broadhurst's face was – it looked horrible. If you haven't seen it, go to YouTube and have a look at it. It's one of the, one of the great fights. Michelle from Dubbo. Boys, I'm going the Eels tonight. Mm. Yeah, 17 to 10. And Gutho will have a big game. Well, he's he was at Manly once upon a time. He was seen as their future. But then all of a sudden, a decision was made and he was shown the door. And and now he's turned up at Parramatta. He's an outstanding captain. And he should have a good, a good game. Glenn, who we just heard from, said, G'day, boys. Who's Badge? Badge is our good friend, of course, Glenn. You don't forget Badge. G'day, Sats and Daddy Vass. Great blow-ups. Nathan Brown slapping Trent Barrett on the sideline. Famous. Famous. 
Yep. Is this our song? This is our song. This is it. Yeah. So well, it's an oldie but a goodie. Neil Diamond, crunchy granola, sweet. I love this. I play this in the gym all the time. Thank you very much to Peter Bedell. Thank you very much also to the listeners and also Chris Nelson for that uh, big event that is happening at Doombin this weekend. Uh, this is Sports Day for another great week. Enjoy the footy over the weekend. The AFL round one as well kicks off tonight. Catch you on Monday. Though it don't say much and it won't offend If you sing at a school, they're liable to send you home Never knowing what you're showing Think you're growing your own team Good Lord Let me hear that, get me near that Crunchy granola sweet Drop your shrink and stop your drinking. Crunchy granola's neat. Sing it out. All right. Mm, I knew a man was out of touch. And it hired in the house and it didn't say much. And like a man with a tiger outside his gate, not only couldn't relax, but he couldn't relate. Now he can, family man, try my brain.